welcome to the Litigation Psychology Podcast brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. Dr. Steve Wood with me again, my buddy, my pal, my Zen master from Reno, Jen Donovan. Jen, how are you? Great. Thank you for having me again, Steve. So excited to be here. And so just to remind everybody, I went out and, uh, you know, I typically, I told you, I don't really read bios, but for you, I, I will make an exception to read a bio. Thank you. But Jen Donovan, wellness specialist, is a registered yoga instructor and certified raw food nutrition teacher who leads sessions on break, breathwork techniques, posture, yoga, qigong movement, plant-based whole foods, education, meditation, and music sound therapy. Now, my first question, Jen, actually, is what the heck is raw food nutrition? <laughs> I love that question, and it's great that you caught it. What is raw food nutrition? Raw food, and I do demos at the conferences where I teach the green drink or juicing and different things. It's just where you're not cooking the food to death, literally to death, where, where the enzymes no longer are alive. So live food is literally meaning enzymatically alive. And so the degree, the temperature that uh, raw foodists don't use um, anything over 118 degrees, right, wouldn't be considered raw. So when I was doing and teaching and going through my program for that, I was using like de dehydrators and like all these different ways of doing live food. And it's a really mm, seasonal, like it would be really smart to do that, obviously, as you're entering spring and summer when you can get all the fresh vegetables and fruits and you just don't cook them to death, literally. And so when you ingest live food, wow, the magic in your digestion is it's really phenomenal. And if you haven't tried it, I suggest you um, check it out or reach out to me for some books or teachers or some tips to try. Um, another thing I want to say is that a lot of raw foodists like myself that did this straight 100% raw for three years, I was doing it to heal my body. Um, the effects were incredible, but you can also start to taper it back to like 70% raw, 30% cooked, or 50-50, or in, in a winter, even less. And so that's what it means, uh, <laughs> Steve. I always, you had, used to have a, 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 an email address that was raw food ashtangi. So yes. it's been something that I've been curious wanted about. wanted to know what it was. And the ashtanga is the style of yoga that I practice. Um, it just means eight limbs of yoga. And so it's not all doing the shapes and the postures, the physical portion, but it also means there are seven other limbs, eight total ashta to the practice. So, you know, the philosophy, learning about the senses, the breath, meditation, on and on and on. So yeah. good questions. Yes. And I do <laughs> want to remind, ask that. <laughs> I do want to remind uh, the, the listeners or the viewers, you know, we had you on before, but I do just kind of want to let you know why I we're having you on as well, because, you know, your personal mission is to humbly teach and reach as many judges, attorneys, caseworkers, probation officers, court clerks, psychologists, law enforcement, and forensic nurses who are working with our children and families who have undergone trauma. So obviously you work a lot in the court system, correct? Yes, I'm working under the, I always say anything that belongs under the, um, courthouse rooftop is where I want to be. Um, it's not just limited to that. Obviously, I work with anyone in the community, shelters, kids in the shelters, the juveniles. I work with dentists. I work with a mix of people. So it doesn't just go there, but that is my main specialty, my focus. Uh, this last year, I've been traveling across the country and speaking at 
um, different conferences uh, to judges, to attorneys, to, you know, that whole demographic, the judicial educators. I just got back from that national conference and uh, in New Orleans. And um, wow, it's just amazing this last year, all the wellness and self-care has just gone boom. And today I'm going locally to the Reno Justice Court to start doing in-person wellness self-care sessions, which is fantastic. And I do them on Zoom, you know, with Atlanta and the chief judge there, they want their whole courtroom involved and it's just starting to really take off. So it's either in person or on Zoom. Um, all of it works. I just did, we did the attorneys um, in Hawaii. You know, we had, a, we kicked off their first wellness little conference that they're trying to get going like first time. It's so great. It's fantastic. So my dream is to envision everything that goes under not just the courthouse rooftop, but right, everyone who's touched by it, if everyone has the tips and tools and the resources to work on themselves to come from a better place, like you just imagine how the synchronicities, how everything uh, and everyone on a human, humanity collective, it just is going to work out so much better because we will have been taught to come from the heart. We have been taught to breathe properly and to be centered and not just come from anger or a reactive stance. And so it's just been quite a year. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for letting me come back. Yeah. Well, and, like I said, I always, you're share. always checking with me and we always touch yes. base a lot too, because yes. as you know, this, this business and this area can get stressful, which is why I wanted to have you on today, really, because with the holiday seasons coming up, we know that that means stress. That means a lot of food, most likely a lot of bad food in a lot of those aspects. So I know we had talked about wanting to, to do something. And so once yes. again, we're going to, I'm going to turn it over for you to kind of do some of your techniques for our listeners and viewers. So I will say though, to those people who tend to listen to it through Spotify or any of the other podcast outlets, if you want to see the things that Jen is doing uh, better, you know, obviously if it doesn't come through quite well on, on the podcast, I'd, I'd encourage you to jump over to YouTube and watch the video there because I think Jen, some of the stuff you're going to do is going to probably translate better over there, right? Correct. I will demonstrate some of the techniques um, and then we'll do a refresh of, of some of the te techniques that we did last time too. Um, but it's definitely helpful to have a visual, you know, we have visual learners um, for some, they won't need it and that's fine. Uh, hopefully I can be really descriptive with my words uh, so that we capture everybody. Well, we got good feedback last time. So I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to turn it over to you and I'm going to quietly okay. sit over here and drink my energy drink. Um, that's which, right. You know, you know, <laughs> and we will be talking about hydration a little yeah. bit. I'll touch a little bit on nutrition as well. I want you guys to think of today as like an eclectic, an eclectic bag of tools that I'm going to share with you that I like to call and I started to talk about it last time as my easy buttons and I encourage you guys to visit uh, my website and my social media because I will have clips, little reminders of me doing um, a, bre a breathing technique or a Qigong posture that maybe that one really resonated with you and, and that's great. You can do that one over and over again. Um, I well, You finally you got know, the website up, right? After yeah, it's up and running. So, so is get it moving. Instagram, getting <laughs> it moving, YouTube. I made all those videos and even the podcast from last time are on my website as well. So yes, 
to that. And what's the what's the website before we we can we'll oh we'll put me on the spot again. I'm kidding. It's wellness number four judiciary.com. And that's my handle on Instagram too. All one word, wellness number four judiciary. And you'll find me there and um, you can direct message, you can email me. That would be great. Um, right. I was thinking about, you know, it's great to pop on a couple of times a year with you all because these are great reminders. And it's like, oh yeah, I remember her doing this one technique and I really liked it and it was helpful. And I think that the repetition, even if I was doing the exact same thing, you wouldn't remember, um, you would in that moment and maybe find it as an effective tool. And if not for you, I say, for a family member, for someone you work with, if you think of, hey, you know, this person is highly stressed out, maybe this would be something helpful for them. These are resources, which are great. Um, so I encourage you to share, share away, um, or put in touch, put me in touch with them. The holidays just add an extra layer of stress, unfortunately, you know, um, trying to buy gifts, trying to show up to parties, trying to cook all the food, and then you start eating all the sugar and the fat and the things that make us feel like slugs. You know, we're already struggling to have a great day, to be our best self, to make right choices for our bodies, you know? And that brings me to the question of what is wellness? What does wellness really mean when you ask that question? And I, I bring it to living a balanced life that incorporates all parts of the self, which means physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And so when we can take all those parts of ourselves and add the breath and breathe them together so that they synchronize, then we have a really well-oiled machine, you know, that is well, that is prepared for the day to think clearly, to have this incredible brain focus. We talked a lot about brain and breath last time and being able to come from our best self when dealing with people going in front of a judge or whatever that might be that you're feeling like such high pressure in your job or at home you know life is stressful period it's not that you're going to do these things and get away from it forever or completely but i will tell you i've been doing them for 24 years straight in my life. It's a committed, devoted practice that I would never do without. And I think last time I talked about mm, breathing properly, eating properly, <clears throat> sleeping properly, all these things. Think of these practices as brushing your teeth. I'm always saying this and I always get a giggle out of the crowd. It's like, I hope you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> we all are hoping you all are brushing your teeth. Right. And so if we can adopt uh, brushing our teeth as something that is part of our self-care every day, multiple times a day practice, why wouldn't we invest on in ourselves in uh, breathing properly and moving the body properly, eating properly? You know, a lot of times I compare this body to a car. We hopefully are servicing our car, taking it in for oil changes, washing the outside, cleaning the inside, uh, making sure the tires are rotated, doing all the things for our car. Why wouldn't we do that for ourselves? And I think of like the engine and the systems and everything flowing through to make the car go. 
with speed to drive smoothly, right? Efficiency. We want to do the same thing and think the same way with our physical body. Um, what we put in is a reflection of how we feel. If we're not sleeping, guess what? We're tired. We're moving slow. I mean, it's just, mm, it's partly if we get right down to the nitty gritty is like really loving yourself, truly choosing you. And I think that that is tough. And when we're in family situations, we have all these other beings to take care of, not just ourselves. Or in a work situation, we have whole teams that we have to integrate with and work with. And that's why the magic of everyone getting on board with these practices is key. And so a lot of times with the courtrooms and whatnot, I'll say, hey, I need judicial leadership first. Because if they're not bought in from the top down, then everybody that's wanting to do it, the staff, the teams, <clears throat> it's not going to work, right? So first I start with leadership and then I work with the team and then I start to integrate them together and it would be the same thing in a family when I work with families, right? Same thing. So it's making the commitment to love yourself, to doing the practices, to remembering that it takes effort and to make a change. Steve's heard me say this, almost said all your life. It feels like all your life. We've known each other. Three weeks to make a change. Yeah. Three weeks. And I've, you know, we've said before, um, I've led different detoxifications or cleanses. We do them for three weeks because, and even longer, I think we've done one for four weeks. It takes that long for you to create that habit and for it to stick and for your brain and your body to talk to each other and realize when it's missing not feeling so good. I've done that with my own children who are now in their 20s. And now they'll say, gosh, when I eat this way, or I don't do this, you know, daily positive thing to start the day, I have such a downer day. I don't feel good. I don't feel motivated or inspired. I can't think clearly. And so, so important. I can't stress that enough. And the, the other thing I'm pretty sure I mentioned last time too, is there's mindfulness and there's mindlessness. And what is the difference? Well, I can tell you that when you're mindless, you're on autopilot. You're moving like a robot. Your alarm goes off, you bounce out of bed, you go make coffee, you throw on your clothes, you go to work, right? You're just a, pretty a much robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I work with you. No, I know. And, and that, I try my best, but you know. I, well, here's the thing. I say, as long as we recognize and wake up one day and go, oh, I need to go back to that. That's key, right? We're all going to fall off and get back on and fall off and get back. As long as we wake up and recognize we need to get back on, we need to start again, start again. Every day is a new opportunity to begin again. And I think that's a beautiful thing about life. We get that opportunity. As long as our eyes pop open in the morning, gratitude, grateful. It's a new day to create change. And change is always, and people don't love to hear me say that, right? We want, we're creatures of habit. We want it to be familiar, easy. It just shouldn't be. And the more that we um, confuse the body, especially your digestion, the better, you know? There's a, so much to share about that. But I Back to the robot. Okay, so mindless is autopilot. You're acting like a robot. Mindfulness is when we're conscious. We're waking up, the eyes open. We take some deep breaths. 
we put a positive thought in our mind to start the day, then maybe get out of bed. And maybe as you're making your coffee or mm, a lemon water drink or something like that, you do some breath work and do some of these things that we're going to go over together today. I think that's one of the key things. Well, I think one of the key things I wanted to point out on that too, is a lot of the stuff doesn't take a lot of time, right? No, easy buttons. Yeah. Multitask, you know, I, I mean, I know we all do it. So for me to say, don't do it, it's just not effective. You're going to hear me say it. You're just going to go back to doing your thing. So an easy button means, okay, I, I'm opening my eyes. I'm going to set an intention. I'm going to take five deep breaths. I'm going to get out of bed, go start the morning ritual, whatever that is. Well, as you're in the kitchen or you're getting dressed, you have time to do a breathwork technique. Same with driving your car to work. I always say, what a great time instead of mm, doing all these other things, you know, that you probably shouldn't be doing while you're driving a car. Why can't you get in this clear centered space? Same thing before you go to sleep at night. Same thing. Remember that intention. So being mindful is making conscious choices to create new habits that eventually lead to the longevity of living a healthy well life right and so that's what we want to talk about today so no they they i'm not asking you to commit to an hour and a half just because i do that doesn't mean that you start there and we're talking 24 years of my life building a practice that i've devoted to you know when you have somebody brand new or keeps trying keep trying and i always say this too keep trying to find the right teacher what resonates for you maybe what you tried before might work now or you need to switch it up. But once you find a practice, whether it's just breath work or it's the music therapy or it's meditation using an app or you've decided to replace your coffee with the hot lemon water or herbal tea or add greens into something, these little micro changes over time, they inspire you whether you realize it or not to keep creating a deeper change or to make it go to the next level. And I find that that is so true. Which I think is a so, good point that you bring up too, is it's not an o- complete overhaul, right? It's not like you're asking, wake up no. tomorrow and be, be a whole new person. You're talking about consistent growth, you know, That's day right. by day by day by day. And maybe that takes you six months. Maybe it takes you yeah. a year. Years, whatever. years. And I think it's important that we really reiterate how important that is, that it's a process. It's like, okay, I decide next spring I'm going to grow a garden. Well, I don't just throw the seeds out there and expect fruit or vegetables to be there. Think about what um, a gardener comes up against, right? First, you're choosing your seeds. You're preparing soil to be its richest. You want the nutrients there. You're not just going to throw it in uh, empty soil, right? You have to think about it. You have to water. You have to have, make sure it gets enough sunlight. We feed we weed, we care for, and then if we're lucky, then blooms come and then fruit or vegetables appear and we have a harvest of this goodness because we worked hard for it. Anything in life, right, just doesn't come easy. Like there are moments of that beautiful bliss that people experience along the way, but we, we normally, we work for it and then we can appreciate uh, the fruits of our practice. And that's having lots of patience because in these practices, 
right? We're not always coming to the table as our best self. We're coming stressed out. We're not coming from our heart. We're maybe angry. We're maybe taking it out on others and ourselves. We, um, we are usually coming to these things because everything, we've exhausted all of their avenues. There is no easy button. There is no fast pill. Hopefully by now I feel like in Western civilization, we've learned that and that's why um, reaching for some of these Eastern philosophies, mm, practices is a great way to kind of bring both together because I draw upon Western and Eastern and I think there's a beautiful balance. And really that's where it's at for me. It's like, I'm not expecting anyone to have that type of change because I know it probably wouldn't last. I'd rather see somebody doing the work a little bit over time, a little bit over time. Hey, you know, I tried this again, or I'm doing that. That's great. Um, and then over time, you're going to love that so much that it's going to be a part of your day, your life. True. So I appreciate, I think that's a good conversation. I think it's needed and it's important, really important um, to talk about that and get real with people. I feel like I, I love the real conversations. I love, I invite it. Okay, so the first thing is setting your space. And so what do I mean by that? Well, whether it's your car that you've decided you're going to do some of these things, or it's at your desk, maybe you work from home, maybe you work in an office, maybe you have a nature spot or a backyard spot. I want you to just spend time thinking about what would be my nurturing space that I would want to set as my space to do these healing things when I can. And if it is an on the go, then it's wherever you are. It's wherever you are. But there are little things that you can do to make that space more inviting, like essential oils. I'm always running essential oils. I'm a believer in the anti-microbial effects of essential oils in a diffuser. Wherever my space is, I work from home, so that's going. I make sure that I have clean, clear space energetically. So whether it's your car, go clean your car, wash your car, vacuum it, wipe it down, make it nice for you, right? Or if not for you, for your family. Um, so I believe I'm a believer in setting clear, intentional, beautiful space. That's important because we feel better. Maybe invite a plant or flowers or something like that into your space. Music, having some soft music, uh, beautiful music playing while you're in that space. All great ideas. Then the next thing is posture. And I, I can't stress that enough, especially whether you work at home or you work in the office or you're driving your car, posture is so important. And when I go into places, First thing I notice, everybody always laughs because I'm like, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Bad posture. <laughs> I guess I, it's like, it's like straighten yeah, my back up after as soon as you say straighten it. Up. Yeah, I say <laughs> the word posture. He's like, oh my God, I, yeah. I know better. I yeah. should be sitting tall and straight right now. She's going to call me out. Right. Well, because when we are slumpy and frumpy, guess what? We're exuding that energy to whoever's with us, looking at us, around us but it's also like deeply affecting um, our inside physiology. Fact is true because we cut off the breath. And so when we, if we're sitting, I want your feet to be just flat on the floor. That's grounding, right? We're grounding the soles of the feet to the floor. We sit away from the chair so that we can create some core strength, which I love. If you absolutely have a health something going on, 
Well, there's, um, there's always ways to work around that where you can press yourself into the back of the chair, which is also grounding. So I'm okay with that too. But then you're going to, if you're sitting away from the back of the chair or you're standing, you're going to tuck your tailbone under and root your tailbone to the chair or tuck it under if you're, I'm standing. So I just tuck it under. What we don't want is the low back hurting over time because uh, we are tilting the pelvis, sticking the tail at the back of the chair or the back of the room. It's actually more common than you think. So if we can scoop, <laughs> scoop the tailbone under, start to recruit some core muscles using your belly muscles and pull in and up. You'll start to feel some heat in the body. And then as we move up the spine where your shoulder blades are, I want you to pretend you're holding a marble between your shoulder blades. So I say, kiss your shoulder blades together, hold the marble, but then relax your shoulders down from your ears. So sometimes when we hold them, hold it there, the shoulders creep up and I don't wanna see that, right? I want this relaxed, um, shoulders away from the earlobes. But you're working pretty hard right now, right? Like a lot of people say, wow, Jen, that's a lot. And then the last piece is this chin. A lot of times it's you're we're sticking out the head and neck too far, which is pounds per pressure on your cervical vertebra. And it's from looking at cell phones, typing on the computer. We're so stressed out. We're in a hurry. We're leading physically, showing with the body. We're going in this forward movement. It tells me a lot about you versus somebody who's in their center, tucked the chin back, like you literally take the fingers and tuck the chin back and then try to hold this position. And over time, it takes practice. You're gonna feel sore. You might feel sore in your core. Um, anyone who's tried sitting on the ball is notices like, yeah. wow, that's harder than it looks, right? Or a stand-up desk going from seating, sitting to standing can be really challenging and tire you out physically because you're not used to it. So with anything I say, we do a, a little bit every day and then add time over time. If it takes three weeks to make a change, I'm not going to go to a standing desk and expect to stand for eight, nine, ten hours and not get tired, right? Right. So, like, come on, like, meet in the middle, find this this harmony place where you can work with it. So posture is key because if you're going to learn breathing techniques, if you're pinched off and slumped, you are not going to take in uh, that big deep breath that I'm hoping you can. Um, when we breathe deeply, we're feeding the brain all this oxygen, all this oxygen. We're moving the supply to all the internal organs. There's so much happening on the inside that's cleansing, that's energizing, that we instantly feel better and we didn't really do a lot. We straightened our posture and we're learning to breathe deep. Everybody <clears throat> can start there, right? We can start there. So what we're going to do next is set an intention. I think that's important from the minute you open your eyes in your bed or you get out of bed because it really is going to mm, kind of put out there what kind of day you're about to have. If you're stressing already, you haven't even opened your eyes, you're like, oh my God, the to-do list, da 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 or so-and-so and so-and-so and, -so and this, and I'm so irritated and I'm angry guess what kind of day you're going to have? You just projected it. You didn't even give yourself a shot at having a peaceful, beautiful day where things are in the flow. So let's set an intention. So good posture. Um, you can put your hands on your body anywhere. So palms can go to your thighs. 
It can go to your heart. That's that somatic response when we learn to feel the emotion. I like the hands on the heart. Or you can place one hand over the other, thumb tips together, and go about three inches below your belly button and pull in the low belly. That's your center. It's called Dantian. And you just kind of feel the heat and the pressure of your hands on your body. And as our feet fill the floor and we feel the sit bones grounding down, we're lifting, we're straightening the spine, we're opening the lungs, right? We're getting into that good space. We can just close our eyes. And I want you to think of what is your intention for today. It could be for this practice. It could be for the rest of your week. It could be something you're working on in your personal life or your career or for someone else that needs a little extra something. So we find it in the mind. So I say, think it. So we think it. It's usually the first thing that comes to mind or the first word. Then we feel it. So that's where I say, imagine this one word or this person or whatever it is living in this heart center, right? This is that somatic response feeling. We want to try to, if you can't yet feel, it takes practice to feel the emotion that might go with it. So maybe we visualize a color or a memory. We work with it until we can get to feeling it. When we can feel it and we release it, it gives it so much more power. So we think it, we feel it. Now we invite the breath into it. So then I'm going to say, okay, you're thinking it, you're feeling it. You're going to breathe into your heart. So just imagine your heart filling up with the breath. So inhale all the way full and then exhale we just ha the breath out sigh it out and when we release it we let it go and i always say to be answered with speed that's it and then that intention is released for the day and maybe we remember it halfway through the day we bring it some more life kind of like tending to the garden again and then maybe before we go to sleep at night so at least three or four times throughout the day, it's like tending to that garden. Even if something went really sideways in between, you waking up, setting your intention, you get to work, something fell apart. Well, remember your intention, get back in your body and in your breath, start over. We can start over a million times. We just have to want to start over. So now we have set this amazing intention, our space is set, right? We've, we've discussed all these different really key things that are going to help us just from the minute our eyes pop open things that we can do all right this seems like a good time jen we're going to go ahead and take a break and we'll, we'll come back with a part two you know and, and get further um, information from you so this has been another edition of the litigation psychology podcast brought to you by courtroom sciences <laughs>